Humpty Humpty Hump Day. Humpty Day sat on Actually, a Actually, the song for today should be... It's Wednesday, February 17th. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And That's since a you know a place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It's a snow song, and it's snowy all across the United States. Stop trying to make Christmas all year long. It's snowy. That's a that's a non-denominational winter weather song. Yeah, sure. I that's love why the they winter weather. Because the two of us can get together. Somebody call it. It's obvious you two hate each other. You're listening to LAAF. Crazy <laughs> people. Are we finally ready to start? Live from the City of Roses. I thought this would be funny, but it's not. This is LAAF. Everyone thinks we're incompetent. With Grace Faye. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio. Grace! And... Another unsung blue-collar hero. Jimmy McCammon. Don't you sometimes hate yourself? Constantly. The old team together again. Oh. Nothing can stop us. Feed. This... You must have dreamed about this moment for a thousand times. Is L.A. A.F. How'd you like it? Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I'm going to leave them the worst review. I love it, Deepa Mona. And action. Start acting. Start okay, acting now. Okay, get this gear in here, all right? Come on, let's get the grips and the crew. And roll everybody, it in. Come on, let's roll it in. Are we rolling yet? Oh, we're rolling, rolling sound. Pictures up, everybody. Pictures, pictures up. up. Come on. And start acting now. And, Act better. go. Uh, Be sadder. <sighs> Uh, um. Uh, look just a little to your left of the camera. It's the LAAF podcast, everybody. Uh, welcome to it. It's Wednesday hump day. I hope you're humping out there. Uh, that freak across the table from me, she's doing it all, baby. She's, uh, she's singing, dancing, acting. She's creating over there, all right? She's a boss-ass bitch. Woo! It's Grace Faye. Come on. Yeah. All right. And that fella over there, he's sitting across the big fancy podcast table from me. That is the guy wearing a hoodie, Jimmy McCammon. You gave me this hoodie. Yeah, it was my it was my hand me down. Yeah, you gave me this hoodie because it was too big for you, and it is too big for me. Welcome uh, to the show, everybody. A lot of stuff to get through today. A lot today. of stuff. It's an uh, exciting day, Wednesday, February well, 17th, 2021. Uh, a lot of things happening in uh, corrupt, corrupt, corrupt Los Angeles County. Yet the snow is falling gently down across the nation as 23 people no are now here. dead from snowstorm-related um, Oh, uh, wasn't there a gigantic, uh, wasn't there a gigantic um, crash in Texas? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have died. People have been dying of carbon monoxide poisoning because they, their electricity's out everywhere. And uh-huh. so they're running their car in the garage or they're running the generator like too close to the window or in the garage. Um, people in Texas. You're going to run, you're gonna run uh, gas heat inside. Got to run propane heat. All right. Propane burns clean. Well, that's the thing. They're not used to this kind of thing. They're, my sister who lives in Austin said there are only 15 snow plows in the whole town. 15 wow. for the whole greater Austin area because they're not used to snow. Not so they shut snow. everything down and yeah, a lot of people have electric heat so they therefore have no heat. <laughs> but in good news, 3,500 sea turtles, wild sea turtles have been rescued from a possible cold stun because they, if they get too cold, they're off the coast of Texas, um, they can drown. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, they've been rescued and put in the convention center there. Save the turtles, everybody. Save, Save them. Save the turtles. Um, uh, we got news coming up later in the show. We got stupid bits. Uh, we got famous people. We got neighborhoods in L.A. I was going to talk about that. I think that's important to talk about. Um, uh, I, I kind of want to uh, go go back, you know? Uh, go back in art art making. To, to Western, can we make a Western with like a horse-drawn carriage? 
Um, and uh, it, can I wear a bonnet? Well, one thing I noticed is that uh, I've been uh, shooting with these kids, you know, doing yeah. shooting with these uh, people these in their 20s, young camera crews, um, and they're getting into old cameras. They've got each one yeah. of them's got like an old film camera that they bought at a thrift store. And uh, I've just been watching the posts. I followed all the all the camera kids on uh, Instagram, of course. And um, that's and all they're on. It's and TikTok. Cool. No, they're on TikTok, man. The kids are on TikTok. Okay, TikTok's taking over the world. Um, uh, the the they call it the platform. <laughs> the platform. Yeah. Wow. I got to get on that platform. I don't think you do. I don't think you. Oh, do. they're I just. It's a ton of nefarious. work to continue like. Producing content, but it's kind of the new wave. Did you know that SAG-AFTRA just approved Instagram? Instagram stars can now qualify for our union. Yeah, and I want I want to talk about it a little bit too, just uh, sometime this week about because I've been looking into what the process is of like getting film permits and stuff. And I know we're a film centric show around here, but it's interesting, you know, because. Um, uh, the bureaucracy, you know, it basically like makes it impossible. You don't have enough money to to get, you know, if, if you're you follow do- all the rules, you can't afford it. If you follow all the rules, you can't afford it. That's why so many people shoot gorilla, and uh, you can get like a student film permit for pretty cheap. Um, you know, there's loopholes you can go through, but uh, it's interesting. When do you break the rules? Like um, when you, you don't know. have the money to to yeah. do it. Otherwise, I mean, the Satin Dolls video got that swing. You can see it on YouTube. That Satin Dolls with a Z. We filmed that whole thing, Gorilla. We did. We did <laughs> um, in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater, the Santa Monica Boardwalk, in front of the Hollywood sign. So all iconic places. And yeah, we just would shoot, tap dance, and sing until they shut us down. Yeah. Every time. And pile into our cars, change in the car, change sometimes in a parking lot. And the satin dolls legit glamorous. worldwide. I mean, quite the concern, you know? And so if they're doing it, you know, you know that students are doing it, you know, independent people are doing it. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Here was an item everybody could have some fun with. If you like blood and thunder. Live from the LAAF Podcast Studios, this is Breaking News. Breaking News. Breaking News. Oh, many things. Many things. <laughs> it's snowy. Uh, a lot of people in Oregon. 160,000 people are lacking power. Same as Kentucky, West Virginia. They're saying with the climate change that um, it's actually interfering with the jet stream and it's allowing extra cold. Um, Arctic air to dip down further south than it ever has before. So it is related to climate change. Fascinating. Um, it looks like um, there have been a lot of funerals in the ultra-Orthodox communities in Israel and New York um, where lots of people are gathering all together and not wearing masks. There have even been some kind of more violent protests within that community. Um, you should, you guys should watch Unorthodox on uh, Netflix. That was a good, good series. Yeah, nobody wants to wear a mask. Yeah. I, nobody wants to get a test. Nobody and wants to wear a mask. And it's mostly guys in the Hasidic Jewish community. You know, it's like all these guys all, like, they all have to go together to the funeral, and you know, guys don't like wearing masks. So. Schools schools line up to reopen as LA County lays out the path to uh, to school reopening. Uh, California's way behind the rest of the country in terms of school reopening. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, school the teachers unions are so uh, powerful here. Uh, unions in general are very powerful, you know, especially the more bluer your state gets and the teachers union are very powerful here. I can tell you here. went to school more bluer. <laughs> Just more blue. Yeah, more bluer. Uh, the the bluer your state is, uh, then the the more the bureaucraticer. <laughs> um, so so <laughs> check minus. Continued uh, statistical improvements signal good things to come out in counties fight against the coronavirus. I think that um, uh, like wouldn't you if you were a teacher who was getting nearly your full paycheck to stay home? Wouldn't you 
go ahead and put the pressure on your union to keep things closed if you could. Yeah, especially if you're you can't get a vaccine and the kids can't get vaccines. So I mean, no no shade for teachers out there. Yeah. But I mean, also, you know, Occam's razor dictates that people would rather just stay home. You know, like the ones who are working are doing it remotely. The ones who aren't working at all are probably getting some money. And um, why not just wait until that runs out before you go back to work? And if your union is super duper powerful and they're asking you directly, would you rather go back to work or not? Like, what are you going to say? And by the way, that's the members, you know, so that's who they have to please. The union itself has to please its members, not anybody else, not school children, not the public, not anybody, just its members. And what unions, do you think huh? its members want? It, free money. <laughs> um, you know a razor that talks? A razor? That dictates? No. Occam's razor dictates? That's a very school phrase. I don't know what that is. Oh, come on. Occam's razor. Google it. Uh, the most Occam's razor is, means... It, it, Occam's razor... Is that from like Siddhartha or something? I don't know. It's from like Greek philosophy. Occam's razor dictates that the most likely answer is the correct answer. Does Occam's razor ever croon, or does it ever yell, or does it only dictate? Because it sounds kind of like a boring dude. I mean, around. you I are mean, someone you, who only. You're dictates. trying to anthropomorphize Occam's razor, and I don't appreciate it. All right? You gave it an active verb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just um, uh, Biden is tired of talking about Donald Trump. Who? The one guy is sick of talking about the other guy. What's he officially. do? What's what do they do? They're the pres- presidents. Why? Why do we got to have that? This is America. We don't have a king. <laughs> um, he referred to Mr. Trump as the former guy. <laughs> the former guy. <laughs> he was um, a guy. He's transitioning. You know... I don't uh, want to see Trump as a woman, though. I just... I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they were detailing some... He does some, have the tan. They were detailing some historical uh, happenings in the presidency before... You know, before our modern era and everything, and about like presidents who, you know, whoop their junk out in front of people, what? and presidents who like um, uh, let alligators run around in the White House that their kids owned. Well, I thought those guys kind of were like alligators. People the- like people like to pretend that like Donald Trump was weird, you know, in 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 human history or in presidential history. No, like, who do you think becomes the president? The most belligerent, loudest, risk-takiest, like, like you know, uh, uh, person, you know, is the person who becomes, who gets Thus into far, that office. But the future of the presidency could not change. Always. We could get a woman in there, for example, who would um, not have kids yeah, with alligator pets. Yeah, the most belligerent, <laughs> risk-taky, crazy-ass woman who's yeah. also a narcissist. Yes, we can well, get Well, I mean, that. you look back That's at That's what kings. the office is. It's just the Henry most VA, narcissistic. Louis, the Sun King. They were all crazy. Yeah, and those are kings, and we're not supposed to have those. Right, right. So what's this president deal? Let's get rid of it, everybody. Nancy Pelosi should just run the country. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. She has cute masks. She's terrible. She's She's a badass. She is uh, about as disingenuous a person as I've ever seen in my life. What about some love, love for... For the Democrats? No. Politicians. Democrats and Republicans alike have been screwing the entire thing up since I was a child, and they get no love from me. (laughs) Everybody should get some love. No, none from me. Only, Only the innocent children... The artists, the risk takers, the rule breakers. They're the only ones. On the trees and the animals. Fucking piece of shit that show is. Why don't you go out and take a crack at Hollywood? She had such grace. Come on, I'm from Connecticut. Well, you know, grace is a tough one. Ladies and gentlemen, the LAAF podcast proudly presents... Can't stop helping, won't stop helping. Grace? Well, you don't want too much grace. She's here to guide you. Wear a cute mask. This is how helping works. Love the Guggenheim. I'm all about saving the trees. This is Grace. She's a natural beauty. No, no more helping. I like a more upscale nachos. Is trying. Just go along and sell out, honey. To help. Helping accomplish. Hello, my friends. Well, let's see what's been going on. Um, I've decided to get back in shape. I'm going to start today at some kind of gym class. You have to like 
wear a mask while you're exercising and be six feet apart and all the things. Um, but whatever. I haven't been at a gym in a year. So um, I did try climbing Mount Wilson. I did not get up to the top. It's seven and a half miles up to the top of Mount Wilson, which is like one of the closest mountains near us. Um, but I did try that trail and got about halfway. And it's crazy. It's very steep. And there were children like running down it. And there's no guardrails. And it's just along the side of a mountain. It's kind of awesome, though. Um, so, yeah, those are cool trails to check out. Uh, I've been trying to explore the San Gabriel Mountains, which are right here above Pasadena. I did go to Varda, the fancy weed shop on Colorado Avenue that just opened that we discussed. Um, it's very fancy. It's very nice. They have good gummies. And, yeah, it's cute. Um, I found this amazing deodorant that I love. I'm going to have Jimmy smell these. I have the... Um, this is called Schmidt's deodorant. You can only get it at Whole Foods. It's like $8 a stick. Smells like Schmidt. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Here, smell this one. This okay. is the bergamot and lime. It smells like a key lime pie. Ew. Oh, I love it. Okay, now try okay. this one, the rose and vanilla. Anyway, this is my new favorite deodorant, guys. It's Look. so nice. It's all natural. It's not too strong. The rose it's is good. It's delicious and girly. Mm-hmm. The lime ta- the lime smells like food. Did you taste it? Yes. Oh. Um. It also tastes... The lime you also tastes like food. You can lick my armpit like if you food. want. <laughs> uh, that, some, uh, Have a gummy and then... <laughs> lick each other's armpit. Wait, this is getting too... This is escalating quickly. This is a great hump day activity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... I did want to talk a little, Jimmy, about neighborhoods in L.A. Um, because I think when I arrived here, for one, I thought it was all big, one big city, Los Kenosha Angeles, Park, which it's Crenshaw. not. Crenshaw. Uh, very different, different <laughs> worlds, those two. So you kind of, if you've grown up here or you've moved here and lived here a while, you start to get to know your way around. And one of the things that I heard said was, you know, Los Angeles doesn't have neighborhoods like New York does where people don't drive or like Bull Europe does. Shit. Yeah, so it really does have interesting neighborhoods. Atwater Village, that's a really cute one. That whole area of Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Atwater Village, those are cute. Canoga Park does have a cute, interesting little downtown. Yeah, yeah, Cano- uh, lots of lots of towns in it's the valley. It's much cheaper like, than Los Feliz. Sun Valley and Canoga Park remind me of each other because they're both like really kind of cute areas if you think about it. But also they've been overrun by like homeless and crime and like they have. They're predominantly Hispanic areas. Yeah, well, statistically. Yeah, yeah, but now nowadays maybe they used to be farmland back in the day. A lot of the valley did. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Don't move to Van Nuys. Citrus trees. Yeah, no, no Van Nuys. We made that a joke in our in our web series, Jack and Jill. Van Nuys is like when you're looking for the apartment uh, around areas of LA. Van Nuys is the cheap one. Yeah, and for a reason. It's just a lot of strip <laughs> malls and cement, not a lot of trees. Yeah. But then you just drive a few streets over, and you're in Burbank, Sherman Oaks. Those are fancier places. Although the first place we applied for was in Van Nuys. Before right, we ever right. moved here, when we applied. And we moved to North Hollywood, which is right next to Van Nuys, and wasn't very different. First thing that happened when I moved was I left my car door unlocked one night. Yeah. And someone got in there, stayed in there, filled, like five, got through all my glove box and took my gym bag. Yeah, it was a big wake-up call moving to the city and being like, you got to lock everything down here, even in Pasadena, I guess. Even if you lock it, you should probably just take everything out because they'll break the window. Like, I got my window broken once. But move here, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely move here. You can have your stuff stolen too. And uh, when you're not having your stuff stolen, there will be no work. Uh, then there's Venice <laughs> and Santa Monica. They're very expensive. They're right on the beach. Um, and they are a little overrun with um, the homeless population as yeah. well. If you keep your eye out, you can still get a place in Venice area. You know, I've seen them. Pasadena, which we're always talking about, is a little bit tucked east under the mountains. So you got to drive to get to the ocean. What, an hour? Half hour to an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Plan on an hour. Yeah. But people live here because it's got a lot of trees. Yeah. Kind of an old feeling to it. It's nice. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Burbank, uh, Pasadena, and Glendale are all clustered together on the 210 there. And um, they're all their own city. Which means that they have their own laws on like... Their own police department, their own waste. Yeah, and so, you know, it's a little more peaceful. They don't allow quite so much uh, of the living on the sidewalks and the trash and the dirt and the stuff like that as uh, L.A. proper does. 
Then there's Beverly Hills, Westwood, and Brentwood. Those are the fancy areas. Very expensive to live there. You cannot Annoying. get an apartment there. <laughs> Actually, Westwood, a few friends have apartments in Westwood. There's still affordable stuff over there. All right, Moron uh, Neighborhoods of L.A. Who are you calling Moron? Moron. Moron. Hey, I'm You the moved co-host. to L.A. <laughs> yeah, you had a happy little life, okay? You were doing your theater plays. Your whole house was $2,000 to rent a month. <laughs> $1,400. Come move to a studio. $1,400 we made for a three-bedroom house with a backyard, a garage, <laughs> you could get a Two studio in Van Nuys for that price. <laughs> you could get one. Yes. That's ridiculous. Why are you still a loser? Everybody hates Jimmy. Jimmy thinks it's funny when you cry. Shyman guy, enough. Now here's a very charming man. He's an idiot. You don't seem like the type of person that anybody would want to hire. I have a personality type that makes it hard to work for or with others. Jimmy is drinking vodka on the toilet. I'm not about all that razzle dazzle. Wear your good suit. This is my good suit. Stop eating that deodorant, Jimmy. It's delicious. It's mm, hey, hey, that, that was eight dollars. Mm, Put that rose down. Rose and vanilla, so good. Schmitz, Schmitz. <laughs> this is not a paid promotion. Um, pornographer, phonograph, pornograph, old time pornograph. What are you calling me? <laughs> old time, <laughs> old time pornograph. <laughs> you, you know, okay, so like the old time, like uh, the thing that you clicked through and you could see the naked lady like taking down her dress. <laughs> That's oh, what is that called? That's a Nickelodeon. What? That's a kids show. No, 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 Nickelode. No, no, no. You put a nickel in and you see the lady lift her skirt. You put a nickel in and you see all kinds of things. What creep decided that would be the name of a because kids it network? wasn't no because it wasn't a porn thing. Oh, You'd oh. look in the thing and there, there was all kinds things. of yes, there was like a horse galloping, oh, someone petting a dog, a okay. horse running along. Yeah. Can the girl take her skirt up while riding the horse? Well, when did it become porn? You know, when did that become the old time pornography? Uh, within a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Men created it, right? See, Grace knows people. Grace knows uh, what people do. Um, yeah, but I was just thinking, you know, we need to go back to the old-timey days, the old-time phonograph, the old-time pornograph. The old-time pornograph <laughs> was you had to hide the Playboys under your mattress. Like, there was no porn on the internet. Do you know how hard it was? No, you, they had there was no things. internet. You had to go, like creepy guy like normal guys maybe you had to go into those movie theaters and sit in a booth or sit no. near people and all jerk off in one audience together that before there was porn on the internet nah well they had those booths you could go into um, you ever been in a booth no no never been in a never been in a porn watching booth um, but I did have magazines under my bed when I was a when Think I was a youngster cleaning people um, oh god yeah, well, they just go in there with the pressure washer. You know, there's a drain in the floor, and uh, you know it's all very Ew. sanitary. Like, it wouldn't fly in COVID times. Um, do you think people who are quick to fear have? Do you think that they have faced a lot and therefore have triggers? Uh, you know, or you know, like yes, there's two perso- there's two personalities, right? Like. Um, Someone uh, who will be like, uh, you know, someone who will see danger coming and be like, oh, get back, protect yourself, oh, get back, Uh, do stuff, the danger, the danger. And then there's somebody who will see danger coming and be like, eh, probably not a big deal. Okay, I think... So, like, which which person has, has been through the shit? Right? Is it the person who is it the person who does who is not bothered by the by the fear and their heart rate doesn't go up, or is it the person who who gets spazzed out and their heart rate goes up and they're freaked out? I mean, I think it goes both ways. I think it starts very young. You know, if you're a child and you're scared by somebody, your parents can teach you. They can show you anxious 
behaviors around that thing or they can show you how to be strong and deal with it. You know, like a kid falls and scrapes their knee. Is the parent over-concerned, over-reactive, intense or do they show them like good coping mechanisms or do they ignore them? So we all, uh, you know, develop these coping mechanisms as we grow up and, you know... I'm I think- quick to judge the person who spazzes out about danger. I'm quick to judge them. I think that they're like lesser. You know, I mean, I don't intellectually, but I do like I almost get afraid of them. You know, the person. Okay, like, well, they're maybe more likely to do something crazy in that moment out of fear. They're ungrounded. Yeah, right. Although I have to say you're a guy. So you're a guy and you were you've always been kind of big and muscly. And it's just you don't understand what it's like to be a small, small girl and then to be a young girl, an adolescent girl and then always be a petite woman. It's just a different way of going through the world. Of course, we're a little more scared. And, you know, if you're not taught how to fight or how to protect other people, that may not be the, you know, it's you're coming from the perspective of a man. It's just a different perspective, you know, than yeah someone who just physically couldn't so do you think that that do you think that that mentality <laughs> do you think that that mentality of the cringy uh scared person who's always scared of everything who <laughs> super duper annoys me is um uh like is that because of like like it, uh, or or is that useful you know is that like practical for their life or is it something that they should you know like it can make people protect them like you. It can it can yeah. signal to people who are protectors, hey, I mean, how many times so have I... A, so it is like, a I, I, you survival know, technique my tire or survival on the side instinct. Of a, a road in Nevada County. You know, I was wearing like a dress or something. I like don't even know how to change my own tire. I like just as soon as I got out of the car, some, some guy pulled over and like... I just think what tire, like, you know it's like you can signal uh, I need help especially in this town there's fear like there's like f- people I see that are like uh, when they uh, pull up the mask like super quick well there's that there's the social fear but there's also like wow there's the social fear but there's also professional fear you know there's like you'll never work in this town again right which fuck that I'll have to go over that a little bit that's an idle threat you're listening to LAAF. All cardboard, all hollow, all phony, all done with mirrors. For the whole week? Yes, sir. And now. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and guess what else? Today, Junior! The LAAF Podcast presents. Today! Today! Is today Is even today a day? Even a thing? Saddle up Catholics, it's Ash Wednesday everybody Get those ashes on those foreheads Jesus Christ is going to come back And he's going to save your Catholic ass From, Did, Do they say those words in the Catholic Church? Uh, yeah They got a little Ash echo Wednesday? on it though In post I'll put a little echo on it Because they have some, you know, they have good effects and stuff But what know? does it mean exactly? Welcome Catholics I always thought, you know, it's kind of interesting because so few people are really still practicing Catholics. There was always like that one girl in class who'd come in, she'd leave school and then she'd come into school and she'd have like the ash mark right on her third eye. And and it would be kind of like cool and strange, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's very mysterious. The Wednesday, six weeks before Easter Sunday is a Christian holy day. Oh, so it's for all Christians, not just Catholics. Uh, uh, fasting, sacrifice, prayer, followers of Jesus, uh, several sects and denominations also forego a regular meal schedule, eating only uh, one normal-sized meal and two very small ones. <laughs> okay, so... Seems like a lot of normal uh, food. So they go on to a normal diet for six weeks. Um, uh, the course of a given 24-hour period, especially on Good Friday, especially very small ones on Good Friday or... Only one normal sized. Uh, so, oh, the sacrifice. All these religions of sacrifice and fasting. Usually, and I have denial. three normal sized meals per day, but today, this is for Jesus. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna have two teensy ones, right? And a, and a regular, but a regular sized one. <laughs> like I'm gonna have a steak and a potato, okay, and maybe some dessert like pecan pie, something like that, you know. And like, but for breakfast, right? I'm just gonna have the one egg and maybe a slice of bacon and maybe like one little piece of toast, you know, and a smoothie, you know, and a cup of coffee, <laughs> you know. Well, like f- uh, frappuccino, you know, um, and just something small, you know. 
So happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. I don't think that that's bullshit at all. It is a random acts of kindness day today. Yeah. Um, so that's something we can all do, right? Have you ever had anyone pay for your coffee in front of you at Starbucks? 100%. You, you roll up to the window. They're like, the person in front of you paid for your coffee. In fact, I a took... A stranger. In fact, I took advantage of it one time uh, completely in, in with, like, you know, because if you got the money, pay for the person behind you, right? Yeah. Keep it going. Well, yeah, it pays I, forward. Yeah, I didn't have the money one time. I didn't have the money. I literally like I, I've done I'm that. Not, not, I've not paid for the person in back. Yeah, and I've I think taken the not even because thing. of um, being broke or anything, but like because of forgetting my wallet. And I was like, oh, holy shit! And then the person paid in front of me, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's the worst to forget your wallet when you're at a drive-through. I but guess to have someone pay in that moment, like how great is that? Now you definitely owe a random act of kindness. And by the way, I believe in them. Um, I'm 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 the grumpiest uh, asshole you probably know, but Aww. also I'm very very likely to do a random act of kindness for someone. Like if you, because I'm an asshole. Like, I'm always making up for it. I'm always like uh, trying to get a little bit of good karma where I can. So if you're in need, you know, I'm likely to stop. Um, this one's interesting. Offer to create a resume for someone seeking a new job if you know how. I don't know. Just like helping your friends out. Drop off your food at the food bank. What about order a bouquet of flowers to be delivered to anyone in the hospital? Call a florist. Tell them to pick a hospital or nursing home and deliver flowers to the person the front desk thinks needs it the most. Okay. All right. That's so cool. And then that poor person gets flowers from a stranger. But I like practical stuff, you know? I like uh, clean your house, give you a ride, you know? Uh, what do you... What, what, is you it, don't this think dude, flowers are practical? You know the guy You know the guy with the wheels? He's got the, he's got the, uh, the wheelchair, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of bags tied to the wheelchair. Yeah. And he's coming across the street, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> this has happened several times. This is why I recall this. But he's coming across the street with his wheelchair, but he's kind of pulling his wheelchair along with the one good leg. And then he gets over to the part where you got to get up onto the sidewalk, the yeah. ramp part. And he's pulling and he's pulling. If, if I'm stopped there, I'll jump out of your and car? I'll push that guy up that one part. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. I did, I've done that a couple times before and I did it with a lady with two carts. You've never too. even claimed any credit for that until now. She had the two cart. Well, I think it's important because you're actually, you're just sitting there, you know? Yeah. Like, and also the guy who, you know, when you're just sitting there at the intersection and he wants change, you know, and yeah. you know, he's probably going to spend it on booze. But what the fuck? If you well, got if the you change. Well, if you have extra snacks in your car, too, fresh fruit or yeah. food, I always, especially back when I was on set, I'd take extra from Crafty and then just give it to people who are tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, we won't be coming at you, obviously. We only do the show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, but uh, tomorrow is a big day for Grace's people. <gasps> uh, it's held each year on February 18th. Butter lovers. Get ready to unwind with a glass of tortue of your favorite Cabernet Sauvignon or Chardonnay. Wine has been a staple in human culture since its, its invention. It's wine day tomorrow. National drink wine day. But I don't want to wine. I want to wine. No, every day is wine day for you. <laughs> <laughs> every day is wine day for you and complain day for me. Did I spike the sound volumes on that? Uh, uh, peak. It's peak. She does not care. And now it's time for Famous Birthdays on LAAF. It actually is my birthday. All right. Come on. How old are you? Billy Joe Armstrong. That's who you're. You're singing. The band is Green Day. Cute. You yeah. were a skater boy, huh? In high school. Uh, I don't know. I kind of uh, I, I got into like uh, the punk rock sound right around Green Day. You know, uh, you remember Green Day? Uh, 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 lit. Uh, Blink One Eighty Seven. Did you have a long black trench coat? All like pop bands, right? But they incorporated the punk so- sound. Yeah. Into their because the drummers like. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely pop music, and so I, I dug those um, before I got into real punk. Okay. Did he dye his hair black and wear eyeliner? Uh, for sure, yeah. BJ? Yeah. Do you, you don't just call him that? Happy birthday, BJ? No, no, we don't oh. do that. Happy birthday, BJ is another thing. Um, March 24th, look out for happy birthday, BJ. 
Um, that's going to be the day Happy for that. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. Uh, oh, yeah. Another icon. Um, Did you watch that documentary on Michael Jordan? Mm-mm. Pretty recent. Uh, makes him out to be an asshole. Oh. Um, which, well. look... Are, absolute are you power surprised? Absolute, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> are you surprised when someone who has risen to the top of their game is competitive and belligerent and arrogant and an asshole? Like, are not you, anymore, guys? Come on. No, you can't be. You can't be surprised. Speaking of the female equivalent of that, happy birthday! Oh boy, Dennis Denise Richards and Paris Hilton. Okay, Who, uh, who's Denise Richards? Oh, TV actor, right? Yeah, I mean, she's was in Baywatch. Uh, yeah, very beautiful. Come on. But um, but you really kind of see her the drama and the decline if you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <clears throat> oh, I do not because I have things that are important that I do. But I have an actual exciting historical birthday. Happy birthday to Lola Montez. Do you know who she is? Uh, her like old timey pinup be- queen. Yes, it ha- she danced to the dance of the seven veils, and she flashed her legs, okay. and she's she's Irish. Um, she's from Limerick County, and then she ended up marrying this really fancy guy. Oh uh, wait, Denise Richards, uh, stripper movie, um, right? Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about Lola Montez. I think they're related. No. <laughs> Um, so she was born in, um, I believe, 1847 on this day. And then she ended up, after all her adventures, um, being a countess and a courtesan. She ended up where? Performing and dancing in Grass Valley, California. That's right. What? Where, Shout out Grass Valley. Uh, she lived in a little house there for nearly two years, which is now a California historical landmark. And she was um, an inspiration to Lotta Crabtree, whose parents ran a boarding house in Grass Valley and taught her dancing lessons and encouraged Lottie, who then became a performer back in the um, Gold Rush days. Okay. Wow. Happy birthday, Lola. Can't wait to uh, see that movie about you. I'll post some pictures on the Facebook and the Instagram of her. Oh, and uh, happy birthday, Joe Go Low, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, 40 years old today. He did that movie about masturbation, right? And watching porn all the time? He (laughs) he played Snowden. I mean, you could point to some of his more, uh, that movie about masturbation. Come on. You remember which one, right? Third Rock from the Sun? (laughs) Is that what that's about? I mean, kind of, you know. It's about about, uh, people dealing with humanity for the first time. And so, yes, there's, you know, you would definitely go through the masturbation part. <clears throat> Larry the Cable Guy, huh? Who's funnier than Larry the Cable Guy? Oh, and Michael Bay. Oh yeah, didn't we? Didn't we know some filmmakers who were bragging about maybe getting him to do their? Uh, so our he's ga- got a bad reputation in in Hollywood, though. Uh, you know, everybody does. A misogynist. Yeah, everybody does. So do I. So does John Travolta. So does Dr. Dre. So does Damian Prince. You know, everybody who's Matt Dillon, movie actor, Fifty Six Tomorrow. Um, who's, uh, you know, everybody. It's pretty soon it'll be everybody. So just, uh, you know, it's cool. Like, How about everyone just shapes up and starts behaving and not being assholes? They come back a couple of years later. Look at Louis C.K. He's starting back up again. Oh, He's doing God. stand-up. All he did was ask. All he did was ask some people if he could jerk off in front of them. And he did. They said yes, so he did. You don't forget that part, uh, all right? They were they're girls who were trying to get ahead in the comedy scene, and he was famous. Like there's there's a a power disparity there that yes. you don't understand. That's no. not okay. No, I don't. It's but, creepy as fuck. But also consent. All right, consent is consent. I'm not saying it's good to do. It's a bad thing to do. It's a, you know. I will not be supporting any of his performances. <laughs> no. He's creepy and he never was that good anyway. Well, Grace, I, I have a question for you. Yes. I mean, if you'll indulge me. Just something I like to do. No, I will not come to your hotel room and watch you. You don't have to watch me. Just be in the room. I got a pl- I got a, a, a plant who watches me. Oh, that was the Harvey Weinstein thing. I'm mixing up oh, my. Happy birthday tomorrow to Yoko Ono, 87. All oh, right. Oh, happy birthday, Yoko. Keep Hell it going, yeah. girl. Keep it the going. The style, the bad music. I mean, I love it all. And you didn't. You didn't destroy the Beatles. You didn't. The 
The last time I saw you was someplace very gay. And now, the LAAF Podcast presents Today in History. I'll say. In 1933, Blondie Boopadoop married Dagwood Bumstead. I've been off it long in enough. the comic strip. Oh, what are you doing? You just looked at the first one you saw, didn't you? Well, Blondie Boopadoop just stood right out to me. Blondie uh, was a copy was, of Betty Boop. Blondie it, was a cheap, was a poor man's Betty Boop. But she was blonde. And if your last name is Boopadoop. You would want to marry a Dagwood Bumstead. These are fictional characters <laughs> from a comic book. What the hell are you talking about? The names are so good. Okay, how about a little class? How about a little Puccini? Okay, on oh, February 17th, Puccini. 1904, Giacomo Puccini's opera, Madame Butterfly. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Does, does you say it all like Italian? Madame Butterfly. <laughs> That's all French, though. That's more French. Butterfly. <laughs> Baton Rouge uh, Gerard Depardieu uh, The French people love the show me That's from uh, That's Musetta from uh, La Boheme oh, Tease, alright Go over to Grace Faye the Grand Birds page alright, To follow more Grace Faye uh, There's not a ton of um, Well on my YouTube I have some opera <laughs> Hey Dr. TV. Um, the young Puccini decided to dedicate his life to opera after seeing a performance of Giuseppe Verdi's Aida mm. in 1876. In his later, you know what's funny yeah. about historical crap like this? You think opera? about well, you think about like uh, different guys being contemporaries. You know, like if if I said, uh, hey, well, you know, there's a uh, there's Verdi operas and there's Puccini operas. Your brain would be like, oh, they were writing operas about the same time. Mm, no, no, no. One came way after the other, and in fact, was inspired um, by the other. Yeah, if you really want to get into opera, if you've not been into it before, I recommend watching um, the movie Carmen, the original one. It's really fabulous. Uh, that's a beautiful opera. Oh yeah, yeah. When I met uh, when I met Grace, I tried to learn more about opera because she knew she knew so much about classical music. I felt challenged, and uh, so. I tried to learn more, and I didn't. I uh, didn't really succeed. I can identify some pieces of music now. I can identify more classical music and opera than I used to be able to. But well, think they. I mean, it was no, soap operas of the day. It's Green Day for me. <laughs> I mean, think of a world with right no TV and not a lot of. I mean, there wasn't really vaudeville or burlesque even then in the 1700s. So live music, orchestras, and opera. I mean, that's why Mozart's comedies are hilarious. There's all these clowns, basically, and they're lovers, and there's a villain, and it's... It's, it was the popular entertainment of the time. Yeah, and the thing to do at home would be to sit around and have somebody who can play piano, and you sit around and cover all the songs, you know, sing all the songs from the operas, sing all the right. songs from the, you know, your uh, that week's uh, Maytag commercial, you know, uh, stuff like that. That's what you do in the 1100s back then. <laughs> 1930, February 18th. This is real history, folks. <laughs> Musical history. Uh uh, the existence of an unknown ninth planet was first proposed by Percival Lowell, who theorized that wobbles in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune were caused by the gravitational <laughs> pull of an unknown planetary body. Lowell calculated the approximate location of the hypothesized ninth planet and searched for more than a decade without success. However, in 1929, using the calculations of Lowell and Pickering, the search for Pluto resumed. In 1621, Miles Standish is elected as the first commander of the Plymouth Colony. Um, for those of you guys on the East Coast, I'm, it's probably closed because of COVID, but um, Plymouth Plantation is pretty cool. You can go there and uh, they've got these live actor reenactors who are living in these houses and raising animals and gardening and everything the way it would have been back in the day, in the 1600s. I like that. New England pride. I'm always tempted to go back, you know. I keep threatening to go be a cowboy on the old family ranch. Um, They're you know? not cowboys in Connecticut. Huh? 
<laughs> Not your old family ranch, oh, mine. Oh, in California. Oh, she gets our family ranches confused. <laughs> uh, February 17th, 1915, after encountering a severe snowstorm on the evening of February 17th, 1915, the German Zeppelin L4 crash lands in the North Sea near the Danish coastal town of Varde. Is that another blimp? If there's an E on the end of like a European sort of word, mm-hmm. you have to go bleh. That's the sound of the E on the end of those words. So the town isn't Vard, it's Vard. It's very French. The Zeppelin, a motor-driven rigid airship, was developed by German inventor Ferdinand Graf von Zeppelin in 1900. Although a French inventor had built a power-driven airship several decades before, the French invent everything. The French invented Sweet. movie cameras. The French invented yo-yos. The French invented Zeppelins. The French oui, invented... Ooh la la. Pretty sure they invented um, airplanes. Vive la France! Wait, no, the Wright brothers did that. Come on! I know, because it's in a jazz song I sing. I think I've heard everything I need to hear. And I'm just checking this out about the Wright brothers. They were American, and they no, no, invented no. the airplane. <laughs> no, oh. no, no. I'm pretty sure that 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 the that someone French uh, built uh, built uh, some sort of flying machine before them, though. Oh yeah. Well, didn't um, uh, that Italian listeners guy... chime in? Okay, if you know anything about the history of avionics in uh, in Europe or uh, uh, the French, our listeners don't know shit. Come on. Our listeners are here for the misinformation. Our listeners know almost as much as we do because they have Google too. Yeah. That's all we do. We sit here and we Google. Sit here and Google And we make googly eyes at each other. Um, Yeah. Well, she sits there making googly eyes at me, but I I try to stay professional. No, I didn't really, but... (laughs) No, I'm going to work out today. I am. If somebody says you'll never work in this town again, tell them jokes on you. I never have worked in this town. <laughs> <laughs> F you. I don't I'm care. LAAF, man. I'm unemployed. Yeah, like uh, 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 I don't know. I think people. I that that fear thing that I was talking about earlier. I think people throw that around entirely too much. You know, like you're gonna get blacklisted. Like you, like people have to know who you are for you to get blacklisted, idiots. It's all the power <laughs> players, you know, agents and managers, you know, or whoever. Somebody recently thinking that they have all the power instead of the creatives. Somebody recently was considering me for a job, and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, sure, sounds good. And they were like, oh, you're gonna have to go get this COVID test. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, so cool. So what's the pay for that? And they're like, oh, no, no pay for that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm out. <laughs> and and, uh, and, and, uh, and I think the person like remarked on my attitude and was like, oh, somebody else had that attitude about the COVID testing. And um, so they just let him go. And I was like, that's cool. That's great for that person. So can you let me go? Always have this attitude, ladies and gentlemen. Always have this attitude, okay? Not that you're better than anyone else or not that, but as soon as someone tries to pull this fucking horse shit where, oh, your attitude is the wrong fit or you 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 can't, you know, don't ever do this suck up bullshit where, where you're so desperate to have a job, to get a job, to keep a job that, you know, that you're just going to tell these people what they want to hear. Like, no, draw the line. Like, you're not going to send me for... I'm happy to get COVID tested. I'm happy to be nice about all these stupid COVID things that you people want to do. But when it comes down to it, no, I have to be paid for all of my time. And so if you ever get, if you ever encounter this, you'll never work in this town attitude again. Just go to work the next day and you'll be fine. Yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of work. There's plenty of work. Um, there's plenty of things to do. You don't need that employer if they're being an asshole and they're going to try to give you that attitude. Just walk the fuck away and chances keep are your attitude it's precious and important yeah it's probably what makes you unique and being unique is what's going to get you hired places anyways so like don't 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 ever you know and and I'll, also i'll extend this to like people who are like um 
politically conservative. You know, like go keep just be yourself. Okay, do your thing. Be yourself. Believe in what you believe in. Like everybody changing their their mind and their ideals and their stuff. You know that they do in order to please the like the what what they think is like the popular opinion or whatever. Like like don't do that. You've lost your soul at that point. Don't lose your soul, everybody. Hang on to that soul. You heard it here from the <laughs> king of attitude himself. That's Jimmy McCammon. I'm going to go ahead and encourage all those um, gentle, thoughtful, kind people who believe in fairies also to never, ever give up on their ideals. So there. Yeah. No, that's right. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you don't have to be like trying to be Mr. Tough Guy like me. Like if you want to be Mr. Sensitive Guy, there will be a lot of pressure, you know, or Miss, Mrs. Mrs. Ms. Ms. Sensitive Gal. Mm-hmm. There'll be a or lot Ms. of pressure, okay, for you to or like, the, they. you know, hey, just tough it out. There's a lot of, hey, just tough it out, you know, like like in, in Hollywood, in film, in, in movies, TV, music, stuff like that. Hey, just tough it out, right? Like if you get to a point where you don't feel like toughing it out and it's like, no, I was not built for this and like this is uncomfortable for me, just end it, end it right there because people have to, people want to make their thing so bad that they will not consider your feelings. They will not consider your comfort. They will not consider you financially. They won't be like, oh, wait, I need to pay this person for this. So so you have to be the one. And that goes for everywhere, I think. I mean, isn't it the same everywhere? Like, Yeah, ask her the raise after you've been working there a year. Yeah, and sticking up for yourself doesn't mean being me, doesn't mean being you know, a complete asshole to everyone all the time until you actually are blacklisted uh, like I am. But, you know, it means... It means living it means living both like professionally, intellectually, you know, the way you want to live, a genuine way, the way you would without any outside influences around. And do a random act of kindness today. Do a random act of kindness today. Help somebody, goddammit. And uh, come back and see us on Friday. What do you guys think of the program? Look, I gotta go. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for the opportunity.